Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, and we are not alone. Because this is our special WrestleMania Backlash prediction show. Huge, major card with lots of implications going down Sunday night in Providence, Rhode Island. So we had to call in the big guns. We both had to pay him $5 to get him here. But it is Sean Rossap, the unofficial executive producer of this show because he gives us so much good shit to talk about every week. When you're doing a daily show, it is great to have a man like this who generates Real news and content and gives us so much stuff to talk about. And it's so great that he can finally uh, join us here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Sean, how you doing good, sir? I'm doing good. And you're about to be doing a lot better for your video, people, because let's see what we got here. What do we what do we got? Bam! My background <laughs> is Rey Mysterio being blinded. <laughs> That's all we got right here. He's gonna join the House of Black soon. I'm gonna need five dollars. From every one of you right now. That's how it works out. Oh, God. Good stuff. Uh, if you guys don't subscribe to 5 Plus Select, do it. Uh, always great daily stuff coming out from Sean Rossap. So appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule and your new nightlife schedule and everything going on for you to, to join us. Lots of big doings in Lexington, Kentucky. And uh, SP3 joining us from the UK here today. I know you're very excited to break this down. And I know you're excited for another edition. Does Sean Rossap believe that he can beat SP3 in trivia challenge? I know you're yeah, ready to go. You're two, you're on a two and you're on a two trivia matchup winning streak there, SP3, including a big win over Renee Paquette last time around. Ooh. I, I, I yeah, I was I was quite I, I held that like a badge of honor. I told my wife I wanted to frame it. Uh me beating Renee Paquette in trivia. Uh, almost as much as I, I framed my trophy when I ended the Sean Rossap reign of terror on Quizzlemania. I mean, he let me, but I still did it. <laughs> and I did it. I did it for my people because Booker T couldn't get it done for African-Americans and end that reign of terror in 2003. So I did it in 2022. What the hell? <laughs> Our promos were not the same. Our promos <laughs> were nowhere near similar to that build. I did not do that. Ours were more like uh, like Edge and Booker T. Like we were talking about shampoo and stuff. We, were. <laughs> we like Japanese shampoo commercials. And maybe I threw that game. Maybe I'm sick of working for two or three hours on Wednesdays. Whatever. You got the win. That's all that matters. Did you retain it recently? No, I was I was I was, <laughs> I was a transitional champion. Who's so got threw, it? Uh, it's Tempest, of course. Of they course, the, they threw in the big guns at me when I dethroned you. <laughs> My God! Basically, you were Christian. They just fed you to Randy Orton. That's pretty much exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Absolutely. exactly what happened. So we got uh, six matches, only six matches to break down. Maybe they'll add some more, uh, but we'll dive into that. But first things first, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online that continued. Number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball. How many games are the Reds going to lose this season? Bet the over fights and even next season's NFL futures. Don't forget this weekend. It's the annual run for the roses and Sean Rossap country. The Kentucky Derby's going on. Bet online your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting. 
in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It is super easy to get started. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And gentlemen, we will start with everybody's favorite former duo, Mad Cat Moss. We'll be going one-on-one with Happy Corbin. Mad Cat Moss actually been doing some pretty good work. He's steadily getting over, mostly because people hate Baron Corbin so damn much. Sean, we will start with you. How do you see this one shaking down? If Mad Cat Moss loses this match, it's promotional malpractice. That being said, he might lose this match, and then they'll just have him win on SmackDown. Like, that's what they do a lot of. Oh, well, look, they both win, so nobody loses. Yeah, everybody loses in that sense. Uh, I know Paul Heyman had a lot of belief in Mad Cat Moss a couple years ago when he was sort of at the helm and all that. Moss had that terrible injury, unfortunately was sidelined and then unfortunately after that they put suspenders on him which is i don't know who's got it for suspenders in that company i don't know whose idea like andrade let's throw him on there uh moss let's throw him on there get the suspenders it's a terrible wears them it's a terrible idea in the ring i guarantee you the time that one person gets hit by one of those metal clasps in the eye no more suspenders guarantee wear a belt bro (laughs) he does he wears a belt and suspenders. It's doubly stupid. Oh, yeah, Mad Cat Moss should win this without a doubt. Yeah, they they just had Drew McIntyre kick out of end of days uh, at, at WrestleMania, so I could easily see them. It's either going to go one of two ways. Either the floodgates are going to open and now everybody's going to kick out of end of days or they're going to try and give Corbin a win here to kind of reestablish it here. Mm-hmm. I do think Mad Cat Moss is the guy that they are They're trying to build for something here, right? They just gave him the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Typically, that hasn't meant much in the past, even though it should. Obviously, did wonders for Baron Corbin. Uh, But yeah, I think Mad Cat Moss should get the win here. Do I think he gets the win? No, I'm going to pick Happy Corbin. I think Happy Corbin gets the win on this one. SP3, what do you say? I'm pretty sure someone in WWE creative saw a lot of family matters and that they were a big fan of Urkel. And that's why everybody's wearing suspenders. So that's probably it. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Madcap Moss because that's the right move to go with. He's a he's a baby face that from week to week gets a reaction, doesn't get a reaction. But he's very mobile in the ring. He has a pretty good offense. I want to see him get the big win here. But I, I wouldn't be surprised like you two if Happy Corbin wins here because he lost at WrestleMania. And Backlash has traditionally been the place where they correct things from wrestlemania even things that don't need correcting yeah and this is a card that is chock full of 66 percent rematches uh and then one match that should have a lot of stakes but has no stakes uh and we'll we'll definitely dive uh into that but yeah it, it should be madcap but i got a feeling they they have corbin lose a lot and i think you know they'll they'll probably give him this one and then as sean alluded to madcap will probably get one back on smackdown and and that'll be it because 50 50 booking works very very well uh for, for they'll, everybody. they'll take both off tv and then they'll wrestle twice again next month precisely but yeah. but happy had had it lost before wrestlemania so he's due back-to-back losses at this point mm-hmm. that's why i'm going with madcap he was he was the undefeated happy Corbin for all of about, you know, eight minutes in singles competition In singles yes. competition. He was uh, undefeated. But 
Uh, should be a good one. I think both these guys work really well in the ring. So uh, hopefully uh, they get a little bit of time. I think they'll get a little bit. Uh, everybody should be getting some time with only six matches on the card. Do you think they're, they're going to add something? I was going to say they something. have to add something, right? Like, I'm really surprised that we have three separate women's feuds, which we also highlighted in the main event on Monday Night Raw. None of them are on the card this Sunday. That's a little head scratching that we're not at least getting Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan on Sunday. I hope they they adjust it and they add it. I mean, they they should because if you get it on Monday, it's going to be three minutes long. So I think I'd rather them do it on Sunday. Well, we definitely had to make sure to to fit in a rematch between Bobby Lashley and Omos. Now MVP is in Omos's corner. Um, I think uh, it's safe to say SP3 that a lot of people were surprised that Lashley did beat Omos at WrestleMania just because it looked like they were building him up as that unstoppable force. And he had been undefeated for an entire year. No one even came close to taking him down. And we all kind of thought, man, are they really going to like strap the rocket to this guy and beat a former WWE champion at WrestleMania? And I think they made the right call in putting Lashley over sets up the MVP heel turn. Now, how do we see this one shaken out in the rematch? Well, historically WWE pushes these giants to lose to a baby face. Great Kali, uh, Umbaga, like, and Omos kind of fit in that thing with having Bobby Lashley return as a babyface and beat him at WrestleMania. But this is 50 50 booking at WrestleMania Backlash. So Omos is going to get the victory here. It solidifies him and MVP's association. Plus, he lost at WrestleMania. He took his first bump on WrestleMania Raw. He lost the arm wrestling challenge. He has to win something at this point. How much damage do you think it would do to Omos Sean if he does lose to Lashley again on Sunday? Um, it's probably significantly. I thought the way that this was handled was, I mean, I, I thought it was fair the way that they explained MVP's turn, but I thought there were better ways to do it because I always thought, based on what I've seen, the money in Omos was who knocks him off his feet, who slams him, who pins him. Because whatever they thought he was going to be, thus far, he ain't it. He's he's can't cut a promo. He's not good in the ring. He maintains some sort of physical charisma. But when you see Morrissey on AEW, you're like, oh, yeah, we didn't know how good we had it with like the seven footer thing there. Like we we've come a lot there. There are far more great colleagues than there are undertakers or canes of the world. And it's not or Kevin Nash's. It's not easy to really develop those big men. So I thought that's where the money was. So Lashley beating him at WrestleMania, I thought eliminated a lot of that because if you remember Kali, he went on this monster, monster, monster push. Then once he lost, he never quite got back to that. And by the end, he was taking L's on main event. That's the, that's what you do. With Omos, I thought it would have been a lot better if MVP had turned at WrestleMania and cost Lashley that match and said, I don't want somebody who's vulnerable and you showed me at elimination chamber, you're vulnerable. You couldn't even make it into the match. Yeah. So I found somebody who isn't vulnerable. That makes the climb for Bobby Lashley even more than that. Now it's like, he's got to overcome MVP, not Omos. Cause we've seen him overcome Omos in a singles yeah. match in an arm wrestling match. They probably played hopscotch backstage and he beat him in that too. Cause I just, so that's not surprising. I've seen how Omos moves. Yeah, and we, we've seen him overcome Cedric. Like we, So the thing is, he's trying to overcome MVP. I feel like the story after a year should have been beat this guy that's never been beaten, never been slammed, never been taken off of his feet, 
and they blew two out of those three things before MVP ever showed up. So I don't know. I don't feel like MVP adds that much to somebody or else Cedric and Shelton would still be doing great and they would have never split up to begin with. So can't sell me on that one. Are are, are you telling me that WWE just does things? They don't, yes. they don't actually like have plans for more than like eight people. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Whoa. Unfortunately, <laughs> we're all shocked. Everybody who's watching this episode is shocked right now. So are you picking Omos to win? Yeah, I am. I think this is going to come down to exactly what you said, Sean. It's not going to be so much him trying to overcome Omos. It's going to be him trying to overcome uh, MVP. I think MVP is going to get involved in some way, shape, or form. Probably, you know, do the Nancy Kerrigan to the knee with the with the cane or something like that, and uh, that's going to end up costing uh, Lashley this matchup. But uh, yeah, I think we're all in agreement here that Omos uh, is going to win. Our second uh, rematch comes in the form of Edge and AJ Styles. Uh, I've been. Really enjoying a lot of what they have been doing with Edge and Damian Priest. Sands that purple light BS. I think a lot of people would uh, uh, agree with that. But uh, regardless, this is uh, an intriguing matchup. Damian Priest has been barred from ringside, which I think means somebody else is going to be showing up on Sunday and costing AJ Styles this match. The next uh, person in Judgment Day. Uh, whomever that may end up being, whether it's somebody like a Tommaso Ciampa. I know there are people out there who think maybe Finn Balor turns his back on Damian Priest, or maybe he does not, um, or excuse me, turns his back on AJ Styles and joins up with Priest in, in, uh, in Edge, or maybe he is the equalizer and Damian Priest gets the win here. I think this is one of the more intriguing matchups on the card. Uh, these guys get a second chance to kind of live up to the billing that uh, a lot of people don't believe they did at WrestleMania. Sean, how do you think this one turns out? It's WWE, so I always suspect 50-50. However, we, we do have the equalizer with Finn Balor. Damian Priest can't be ringside. The edge stuff hasn't been hitting great. Uh, for me, the promos have been bad. I think there was more buzz with AJ and Finn than there was Edge and Priest. And the fact that they have managed to take two of the most effortlessly cool people on Earth, Edge and Damian Priest, and make me go, oh, every time that they're on screen is wild. But I feel like AJ finds a way to pull this one out, and that's when Edge goes into recruitment mode, if they have even considered adding any semblance of story to this. SP3? Um, I said the same thing as Sean. I've been telling you this for, for weeks now. It just When you're going for this whole dark, mysterious type of group, and you're relying on hometown heat, it just doesn't yeah. connect too well. Like it just seems like you're talking out of two sides of your mouth and you don't know what your character really is. I, I'd say this uh, in an Ohio river town in front of a hundred people is what I would, <laughs> I'd be getting heat on people like doing that. Like why is edge doing that here? And he doesn't need it. He was one of the best promos in this company as a babyface. He's and it's very rare that a babyface talker can be a great promo in this company. But yeah. Edge was able to pull it off, and Edge has always historically been a great heel promo. And he didn't need to rely on hometown heat a lot of times. He would direct it at the superstar, like a John Cena, like a Batista. He's done that in the past. I just don't see it, and he hasn't brought it yet with AJ Styles. I'm hoping these guys 
Series realized their mistake from WrestleMania, where they kind of started at zero and wanted to bring the meter up to a 10 and they only hit about a seven and eight. I wish they, I hope that they start off hot and they start off at like a three and four and can get to that 10 this time. So I hope that the match is better than WrestleMania. I think that we are going to see a new member of Judgment Day and I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. I think Rhea Ripley, this is the spot for her to come in, be the newest member of, of uh, Judgment Day. But Damian Priest doesn't have to be at ringside. And we've seen in the past with Damian Priest versus Finn Balor, Edge didn't have to be at ringside. All he had to do was stand up from a chair at the stage. So Damian yeah. Priest can just distract AJ Styles that way. But I think that regardless of who's going to join Judgment Day or how he does it, Edge gets to win. I Rhea Ripley would make a lot of sense as the next member, which is why I'm kind of hoping that they would add Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan to this card, because I think it would make a ton of sense for Rhea Ripley to lose to Liv Morgan. And then that kind of be the whole recruitment angle here of where edge the same way he brought in Damian priest, like, Hey, you didn't have a match at WrestleMania. You're better than that. All right. I was in the main event last year. I'm better than where we currently are on this card. And he could look at somebody like Rhea Ripley, who's also hugely talented and go, you should be better than losing matches to Liv Morgan. I can at least kind of tie that in. But with her not being on this card, at least not as of this recording, I don't know if it is going to be Rhea Ripley, which is why I think maybe they do bring in somebody like a Finn Balor. I think that makes the most sense because Tommaso Ciampa is the other name that's been thrown out there, or excuse me, Ciampa is the guy that's been thrown out there the most, and he's doing his own thing with Mustafa Ali right now, and he's still working babyface on main event, so I don't know what the hell they're doing with him, and I don't think he knows what the hell they're doing with him right now. So if it's going to be anybody that's going to be turning on, on uh, Sunday, I think it is going to be Finn Balor. Something is happening, whether it's just something as simple as, oh, hey, here's that shimmering purple light bullshit that they like to do. <laughs> something is going to cost AJ Styles this match, and I think Edge is going to win on this one. Uh, Sean, I do agree with you. I always go towards 50-50 booking normally. And to me, this one, and maybe you guys will disagree with me, this is the one that screams 50-50 booking to me. And I know a lot of people are hoping and praying, and I know SP3 and I, we've talked about this one ad nauseum, that Cody Rhodes should win money in the bank and challenge Roman Reigns to a match at SummerSlam, and he should probably be the guy that ends Roman Reigns at this point, 700-day reign as WWE Universal Champion. But I look at the fact that SummerSlam is in Nashville, which is Drew McIntyre's home here, and then they have the big UK show about a month later. I think Drew McIntyre is going to be the guy who's playing the huge major role uh, in the WWE title picture scene this summer, uh, which, by the way, this came out yesterday. You can check out my exclusive interview with Drew McIntyre here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling uh, podcast. Do he never video. does interviews. I know. It was such a huge get. It was such a huge get. <laughs> he definitely wasn't on also with CBS, uh, Redacted, and several other uh, different uh, different publications. So, you know, it's, uh, it was a huge get for me uh, to do that. But you can check out uh, one of 81 interviews he did this week uh, about WrestleMania Backlash here. But I think he's going to end up being the guy, which makes me necessarily think they don't have to feel like they need Cody Rhodes to keep winning matches for an extended period of time. And they had this whole thing that that played out on Monday where Seth is like, I'm better than you. You're, you know, overrated just as much as your dad is. You're never going to win the WWE championship. All that stuff that he was talking about on Monday, kind of taking this to the next level. To me, this screams 50-50 booking and then the blow off is in hell in a cell. I'm picking Seth Rollins to win this matchup. SP3. 
Yeah, I mean, I looked at the booking of the the go home show. Seth lost a five hundred dollar jacket, and he's got <laughs> Cody has gotten under his skin every single week, gotten him more paranoid, more heated up. So yeah, it just makes sense with what WWE usually does that Seth Rollins is going to win here. I would love to go with Cody Rhodes, especially after he said his favorite TV show of all time is Saved by the Bell, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. But I yeah, I think Seth Rollins is going to win this one. I think Cody should win for a number of reasons. Wins and losses do matter. He says that they matter. Hopefully he's got some sort of influence in the company because winning does matter. People don't want to watch losers fight each other. And the common belief is that this stretches out to Hell in a Cell, right? So this is not personal enough for me for Hell in a Cell. And there's no reason if Cody wins after two matches for it to be that way. So you got to give me a reason why Cody would want the third match, much less it be in a cell. So Rollins loses. He gets desperate. He does something abhorrent. He bring, you know, he he went beyond an, like mentioning Dusty. Like bring up Dusty, bring up Dustin, bring up Brandy, bring up the whole family. Give Cody a reason why he should want you in hell in a cell. And then Cody should win then too. And then Seth should go like towards his downward spiral of like psychosis and all this stuff of like just trying to get his way back. Because if he ain't going to compete for the title soon, he can lose this feud and lose it handedly because Cody is headed for that title. So what I don't need to see is win, loss, win or 50, 50 there either. Let Cody win this. Seth Rollins is bulletproof. And as we've seen with Sami Zayn, who never wins matches even when he's champion if you're good enough you can overcome that and parlay it into a story like Zayn did um i think this this feud should be a clean sweep for cody i think he should be their guy and you should be using this as a recruiting tool to other aew guys and say look what we can do for you it's what they were able to do with aj styles in new japan but then all those people from New Japan also looked at Gallows, Anderson, and not Nakamura and said, Ugh, I don't want that. <laughs> Unless you just want to surf, right? And then you can just, you know. And then you just let, let him surf. <laughs> let him surf. Because there's no water near Japan. <laughs> uh, so you say Cody should win. Do you think he wins on Sunday? Yeah, I think he wins. I just got this feeling, man. I I. I know WWE too well. I know WWE too well. This is going to be, oh, Seth wins. Maybe he cheats. Maybe he screws something over. Maybe he brings up Pharaoh inside the ring. I don't know. And he's protected. He's protected, right? That protects him. Yes. Terrible finishes. I don't think Cody should lose anytime soon, but I don't think WWE is going to see the value in uh, keeping him undefeated for a huge stretch run if he's not going to go right into a title picture at SummerSlam. And I think they've already tabbed Drew as the guy. Uh, The one lone women's match on the card, you got Sid's girl, Rowdy, Ronda, Rousey, going for the SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. I don't know why they didn't put the title on Ronda at WrestleMania, but apparently it was to get this huge I Quit match at WrestleMania Backlash, which is a show that they desperately, obviously care about. We'll get into that in a moment. Uh, but SV3, does, you, does your girl get her hands on the title this time around? 
Yes, because the report came out after Ronda lost at WrestleMania. This is a long-term story, which means this is a three-match series. And you got to set up the third match, which will probably be Hell in a Cell with Ronda and Charlotte next month. (laughs) You're going to have Ronda Rousey get the victory here. So I'm all for it. I'm all for Ronda getting the title. Hopefully that inspires any type of emotion from her because I'm still waiting for some type of motion, some type of fire from the Ronda that we saw in 2018 to come out of Ronda in 2022. And I want to be invested in this feud, but they really haven't done anything for me except for make me root for Drew Gulak in this whole entire feud. That's a good point. Yeah. he He's honestly been the MVP of the last few weeks, which is like not a, a, a good thing uh there sean this is like when they tried to make reggie like the the central figure with like the smackdown women's championship for a while there except this one he's actually succeeding at, at being the guy because nobody's really interested in a lot of what ronda and rousey and charlotte flair are doing together which is a damn shame because i think the match in and of itself should be good on sunday i think it should be good i just don't think there's any way that ronda rousey says i quit i don't think she she didn't even tap out in her MMA career. And I look at that very similarly to what I look at the, the perspective Tyson Fury wrestling appearances. He's an undefeated boxer. He ain't losing in pro wrestling. Maybe a no contest if you're lucky. So I don't think that Ronda Rousey is going to say, I quit for the first time in a pro wrestling ring. She looks at herself and probably says, I never said that in MMA. I had to get put on I had to get put on my ass repeatedly before I, I would I would even go down so i think that she's gonna win this and i think it'll be yeah i think it's pretty clear cut this is one of the most solid wins losses that i see on this show most clear cut yeah the the only way that ronda doesn't walk away with the championship is if they do some kind of like bray wyatt seth rollins inside hell in a cell level booking bs where it ends up being a no contest right where they decide to just throw the rule book out the window and say ah the match is over. Neither one of them actually needed to say I quit to, to set up a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, hopefully, they don't go that direction. I think Ronda's winning this one. Um, yeah. Or they do Mankind, The Rock, 1999, uh, Raw <laughs> Rumble, where Ronda cuts a promo on the pre-show and says, I quit, and Charlotte records her. That's going to that's gonna require a lot of actual... I like, quit! I yeah. quit! <laughs> you want to talk about emotion and attitude like she's actually could you imagine if they play that over the sound speaker and she's just like i quit i quit i quit yeah that'll work out really oh uh yeah we're getting a new smackdown women's champion on sunday and now finally uh the match that we should be you know excited about that huge title unification match that a lot of people were invested in that WWE spent week, weeks, weeks building up uh, and then scrapped it for the last minute because this show wasn't important enough to put a, a world title match on. And they want to save uh, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns for a show that actually matters. By the way, if you're going to call something a premium live event and then say that it doesn't matter, it's not a premium live event. Yeah, I, I've had the the weird gymnastics, mental gymnastics people will do. Oh, you got to save it for one of the stadium shows. No, this is the same pay-per-view that had The Rock and Austin on it. This is the same pay-per-view that had Benoit, Michaels, Triple H, 2 on it. This has had a lot of really great world title matches on it. No, you're not going to tell me, save it for. No, make this special. Make this good. Make your TV every week good. Make that important. 
do that. It's as important as you tell me that it is. And right now you're telling me this isn't very important because this is a SmackDown main event. If we're lucky, this belongs on Saturday night's main event. That's what this belongs on. If this were 1990, I'd be looking forward to this match on Saturday night's main event. I'd say, man, this will be a banger on Saturday night's main event. And I'll watch it when I get home from doing some real stuff on the VCR. (laughs) I'm not going to watch it live on pay-per-view. And that's what we got here. Uh, I think Drew wins by pinning an Uso. Um, I've got less problems with tag champions taking pinfalls in singles or six mans and stuff like that. Um, But to me right now, you do have a clear path of title challengers for Roman Reigns. Drew McIntyre has been winning. I love that. Cody Rhodes right now hasn't lost. So he's won, but you know what you do if you, if you need a title match, but you don't want to do this one yet, have a battle Royal on raw or SmackDown and say, here you go. And then, I, I don't care. Have Nakamura win it. Or I, I was going to say that whole angle that they did with Nakamura that first week after nobody remembers well, it anymore. It's like they just swept it under the damn rug. Or listen, for all I care, have Marco Stunt show up and Roman Reigns make sure he wins it. And then Roman Reigns kills him at the pay-per-view. And we go, oh, that son of a bitch. Look what he did. Look what he did. Yep. I, at least it's entertaining. It's it's like, you flew give ricochet. me something. You flew Ricochet to Saudi Arabia to get his freaking skull caved in by Brock Lesnar inside of 60 seconds. Yep. You can't you can't take Shinsuke Nakamura to Providence, Rhode Island? Do they have beaches there? <laughs> I have no idea. No, it's an they island, don't. right? I, I've, I've been to Rhode Island. No, they don't. Let me see. Rhode Island beaches. I'm going to look this up. Beautiful <laughs> beaches. Beautiful <laughs> beaches. Newport <laughs> Beach. Here's my big issue with this is the fact that we have one, two, three, four major championships in WWE in this match, and none of them are on the line. This is a match that should have major, major stakes and that should actually matter, like the tag team title unification match was. This, to me, this this should be the match tonight on SmackDown. The main event, go home on SmackDown and set up Roman Reigns versus... If if you didn't want to again, if you didn't want to do Roman versus Drew, who cares? You could do Roman versus Shinsuke. Shinsuke could come out. He could give a Kinshasa to a, an USO and cost him the damn match, and Roman could get all pissed off, and that could be your go home angle towards this match where we know Nakamura is going to get killed anyway. Yeah. I don't know why you have to squash the, the the match that everybody was invested in just to shoehorn McIntyre and Roman Reigns into this card. Make it better. Be better. No. That said, yes, I agree. McIntyre's going to claim more of the head off of one of the Usos, pin him and win. SP3? Yeah, this is unanimous. Uh, we know what Uso is going to lose in this one. They're protecting RK Bro because they're a merch mover for them. They're protecting Drew McIntyre because he's going to be the first challenger for Roman Reigns. I'm hoping that happens at Hell in a Cell or we're just going to have another premium live event that they tell us doesn't matter because Roman's not going to defend there. He's not only going to defend in the stadium shows because 
that's more important than any of these shows. And I agree with Sean 100%. This is the same show that they saved The Rock winning the WWF Championship back in, in 2000 when he was supposed to win at WrestleMania 2000, but they were too busy putting the McMahons in each corner. They saved Rock and Triple H for Backlash 2000. Still my favorite Backlash match of all time. They saved Randy Orton versus Cactus Jack when that feud was building for six months because they had to bring The Rock back at WrestleMania 20. And then we had that match at backlash and now we have a backlash where they were building up this title unification match which seemed everybody was invested in it would have been the first time tag team titles was in the main event of a pay-per-view yeah. since charlotte flair and becky lynch versus the kabuki warriors at tlc 2019 it would have been the first time the male tag team titles had been in the main event since tlc 2009 when d generation x beat jericho but no we got to get roman on the show the show wasn't selling out they got to sell tickets. Roman's on the show, and he's there for a loss. He's not going to take the loss. Of course, one of the Usos are. Yes. Hear me out. They should have just booked him to be on the show anyway because he's got both titles. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a bold thing to do is to put the belts on. That's something that they would do with Brock yep. is that they would put both belts on Brock, and then he would just disappear off TV for him. Like, Roman's on TV. He spends a majority of his time walking down to the ring, pointing to the air and saying, acknowledge me, and then going back to his really nice dressing room. Um, that's basically what he's done because it seemed pretty clear they didn't have a direct plan after he won the damn belts. Because if they no. didn't, if they did, they wouldn't have Shinsuke Nakamura showing up on the Friday after SmackDown and then disappearing. Last time we saw him was uh, as one of the Lumberjacks in that match that actually worked keeping Sami Zayn in the ring, uh, except it didn't. Uh, but I digress. And I now mean, they, they're running a 7,500 seat venue for backlash. That's unreal to me. They sh raw used to do like 10, 11, 12,000. They're yeah. running. And I mean, tickets, they, they moved the tickets. So good for them. They're, it's selling great, but 7,500. What the hell? What are we doing here? I mean, for backlash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're not going to put an effort to put the best show possible for those 7,500 people that bought the damn tickets, what are you doing? Yeah. All I ask is that they make it make sense because this whole thing with the title unification came from Roman himself. Yeah. And then Roman, that same Roman, ripped up the contract for that match and suggested a whole different match. It just, the, the whole story doesn't even make sense. So, yeah. I could kind of I could kind of do some mental gymnastics around that, but I it's it's not worth the effort to even try uh, to do that. Uh, by the way, guys, so we got backlash this weekend. We got Hell in a Cell after that, and then July second, we have Money in the Bank in Las Vegas. Oh, by the way, if you're going to be in the area, we're giving away two tickets to Money in the Bank. All you have to do is go to my pin tweet at Rick Uchino. You'll see this exact little graphic there. Retweet it. Subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast YouTube channel, and boom, you're done. You're entered. We're going to draw our winner out on June the 2nd, a full month out. All right, so you can make sure you can plan everything out and get there on time, giving you a month to, to finalize everything. So, again, check out my Twitter feed, giving away two tickets to Money in the Bank. Appreciate you guys for subscribing to the Believe in Pro Wrestling channel. Sean, we Well, I'm, I'm going to give away three. They're going to be right in front of yours, and I'm going to supply big signs. <laughs> to those people so and you don't have to do anything i'm just going to give them away arbitrarily so there you go it's nicely done oh all right well we can't let you go before we do believe you can beat 
SP3 trivia challenge. Yeah, of course I can. Don't be ridiculous. This is uh, a very me. this is a very simple again. contest. All right, it's three rounds. The first two rounds are timed. So in round one, you'll give me thirty seconds to give me. Uh, the first two rounds are multiple choice, obviously answers. Uh, so you will have thirty seconds to give me up to ten answers. Second round, you get ten seconds to give me up to five, and then there will be one final question in round three. You will go head to head. You'll ring in by saying your name, and pretty much uh, however many points you're down or the other person's down, I'll figure out okay. how much that last question's worth. But uh, I'll let SP3 go first, just so uh, you can see how it's done. Sorry, you're the, you're always the guinea pig, man. You're always the guinea pig. So SP3, here we go. Round number one. Triple H holds the record for most backlash appearances with a record of four and six. Over those 10 appearances, he has faced 12 different superstars. You have 30 seconds, once the music starts, to name 10 of them. Are you ready? Um, yeah, sure. All right. The Rock, Undertaker, Kane, Chris Benoit, Shawn Michaels, John Cena, Edge. See, I'm wasted now. Randy Orton, uh, JBL. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Ted. DiBiase. Yeah, that's it. You got ten of them. How about that? Wow, there's no way I would get that. I don't remember <laughs> anything from Backlash. <laughs> you, you, you said everybody. I think except for Batista. Batista was the only one. You did actually did eleven, but you only get ten points. All right, you only get ten points. Sean, I hope you can remember uh, as far back as last year because okay. that was the first time that WWE called this premium live event WrestleMania backlash. Yeah. You have 30 seconds to name 10 of the 16 superstars who competed oh. on the main show Got you. inside the Thunderdome last year. All right. There were yeah. 16. You have to name 10 of them. Okay. Damian Priest, Miz, Roman Reigns, Cesaro, Rhea Ripley, Asuka, Charlotte, Bailey, Drew McIntyre, Braun. Yeah, that's it. Bobby yeah. Lashley. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Oh, man, those okay. were easy. Give him an easy one. Come on. <laughs> I should have just. I should have named like all the zombies instead. Oh my god, that was a ter <laughs> terrible zombie match. Exactly. Oh, all right. So round two. Ten seconds. Here is on the shot clock now. SP3 in 2016, Becky Lynch became the inaugural SmackDown Women's Champion when she won a six-woman elimination match to capture the gold. You have 10 seconds to name the other five women in that match. As soon as the, the whole roster at that point. <laughs> that was the whole SmackDown Good luck. roster. There were six people in the roster. Oh, oh God. Carmella, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Bella, Natalia, Naomi. Yep. <laughs> That's the roster. You just named the whole roster. There you go. <laughs> man, 15. I, I, I should have spent more time coming up with harder questions, I guess. All right, Sean. In 2017, the world was shocked. Shocked, I say, when a career lower card competitor won the WWE Championship at Backlash for the first and so far only time in his career. He became the fifth different superstar to hold the WWE Championship within the first five months of that year. You have 10 seconds to name the five champions, including the man who won the gold at Backlash in 2017. 
Okay, so it's it's WWE champions. Yes, in the first half of 2017. Yeah, the first five months. Okay. actually, the okay. first four months, basically. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I know, I know that by heart. Okay, all okay, right. I can work in reverse. Yeah. All right, here we go. Gender. Before that, it was Randy Orton. Before that, it was Bray Wyatt. Before that, it was Cena. Before that, it was AJ. Yep. There you go. For, all yeah. right. Dang. Could we? Give and then it went back questions? to AJ after gender. Some questions out of this decade? Come on. What are we doing here? <laughs> it is 15 all. That has never happened before. So, yeah, it's winner take all on this one. Uh, I have a feeling, though, judging by how you guys have been talking throughout this show, that uh, this is going to be quick draw. All right. Okay. Whoever, this one, I think you guys will know uh, slam dunk. Uh, we shall see. If not, I have a tiebreaker question as well. So, again, shout out your name. As soon as I finish the question, I have to finish the whole question. Oh, damn. The first backlash took place in 1999 in Providence, Rhode Island, where this Sunday's event is going to be held. The main event was Stone Cold versus The Rock, battling it out for the WWF Championship in a no-holds-barred match. Who was the special guest referee? SP3. Sean. Mm. SP3 got it. The answer? Shane McMahon. He wins. SP3 takes it. How about this for trivia? Who had to get their hand bandaged up after that? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to say Shane. (laughs) Big show. It was big show. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, you're right. You're right. On the WWE Network version of this. They, they, what they did was they would like on the DVD and VHS, they would show you this behind the scenes stuff and they put that version on WWE Network. I did a retro review of it and, uh, I, or maybe it was this or Massacre. I know it was this one because he debuted at Massacre and yeah. they show him cutting a promo backstage, like getting his hand bandaged up from the boiler room match. Good stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> By the way, the, uh, the tiebreaker question. Who was the special guest referee in the main event of the second ever backlash? Do you guys know who that one was? Is it still Shane McMahon? <laughs> Shane McMahon. Yeah, that's going to say. I thought so. <laughs> uh, that the, Pretty much the only difference in that match was instead of Stone Cold, it was Triple H and The Rock battling it out of uh-huh. the, uh, the WWF Championship. All right. Well, usually that's a lot more fun because people are missing questions, but uh, you guys uh, clean sweep on that one. So uh, good up for you guys and terrible job for whoever put those questions together. Uh, Sean, uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully we can do it again when we have a bigger and better card to talk about. But to oh, go man. ahead and plug everything you got going on at Fightful. Great stuff there. Fightful.com, you can subscribe to our exclusive uh, wrestling news service, and it also has uh, about seven, eight weekly podcasts as well. I did an Ozark final season review over there. Uh, yeah, it was... I wasn't told this? I yeah. would have joined you. I cursed. <laughs> uh, I cursed a lot. Uh, Fightfulselect.com is where you go for that. It's just $5 a month, 16 cents a day. Good stuff over there. All right, SP3, since we're all about cross-promotion over here, uh, I'm sure you got some big doings on the True Heel Heat uh, YouTube channel this weekend as well. Yes, True Heel Heat 174 this Saturday, 11.35 a.m. Eastern Time with special guest Victor Perry. He's a NYC school teacher who has getting, who's got a wrestling club at his school. So we're going to be talking about his exports as a teacher in New York City. That's tough enough. And we're also going to be talking about all the latest wrestling news. Plus, we got watch-alongs for Impact Under Siege as well as WrestleMania Backlash. So True Hill Heat YouTube channel. 
Follow him at TrueHeelSP3. Follow Sean there at Sean Rossap. And follow me at Rick Uccino. For those listening on the podcast, uh, that is spelled U-C-C-H-I-N-O. Check out the pinned tweet. Follow the instructions. Very simple. You could win two tickets uh, to Money in the Bank this summer. Also, check out my interview with Drew McIntyre, which is up right now. Or you can check out my interview with Maria Canellis. Or you can check out my interview with Raquel Rodriguez. They are all right there, ready to go. If you want to go back as far as a month, I talked to all the same people that Sean did in, in uh, where the hell were we for WrestleMania? Where the heck was that again? That was Dallas, Dallas, Texas. That's right. Yeah. I talked to all go. the same people Sean did in Dallas. So appreciate you guys tuning in. SB3 and I will be back. Special live edition becoming regular, but special live edition 215 Eastern Standard Time on Monday. We'll recap all this great action from WrestleMania Backlash. Enjoy your weekend. Happy Mother's Day out there, everybody. Take care. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.